The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. If it happens within 12 months, 25, hmm. beyond that, 30. Okay. Done. We've got a deal. Yeah. Great. Excellent. All right. Yeah, that's good. I, that's all the best. Colin has done it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Colin has done it. And with that, Meath inventor Colin O'Brien walked away with an investment of £80,000 on the BBC's Dragon's Den last Thursday evening. He presented three of his creations, one of them a rainproof clothesline. Sales have been soaring since the show aired and he joins me now. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, Richard. Lovely to meet you this uh, morning. Well done. I'm sure it was a bit of a roller coaster it's, it's going actually, into it. It's been absolutely very, very much intense. And uh, we've, we, like since Thursday night, we've had a phenomenal response in the UK and in Ireland. We have, we've sold an enormous amount of the suitcases. Well, yeah, you brought in a number of products. One yeah. of them was a suitcase. One of them was the clothesline, just yeah. called Peggy Rain. Tell yeah, so Peggy that. Rain. So Peggy Rain was actually initially my mum's idea. So mum's name was Margaret and granny was called Peggy and Peggy being the Irish for Margaret. And so it was mum's idea. I'm the engineer who invented it. And uh, mum's actually passed away. But when we set up the business, we called it Peggy Rain um, in honour of mum. So PeggyRain.com is where the clothesline is. So and what does it do? So basically with Peggy Rain, you uh, hang out your washing like you normally would. And if you're off in town having tea or coffee with your friends and you ring your significant daughter to bring the washing in and they don't answer the phone, well, you don't need to worry with Peggy Rain because Peggy Rain senses when it rains and it covers the clothes automatically. So you don't have to be there to bring the washing in. It's uh, It just frees up time and it's in the current environment with expensive tumble dryers and all of that. It's actually a great way to, to have your clothes out and not worry about the shower rains. And it's very similar to a clothesline that uh, you, you, you had on Dragon's Den on RTE a number of years it, ago. It is I indeed. And, and, uh, Richard, you're looking as, as well as you did 13 years ago. So I was on Dragon's Den, uh, the Irish one, years ago and we had a, we had a really good product. It was... Uh, it was a good product, but it was quite expensive. It was a clothesline and we had... It was sort of a rotation. It was a rotary clothesline. It was a bigger product, and uh, but it was costing €300 Euro at the time. So what happened in the subsequent uh, last couple of years, I found a way to develop and do the same product at a fraction of the price. So I've no electronics in this. There's no nothing complicated, no batteries. I have these little cotton tablets. So there's less that can go wrong and you can you can actually make it and sell it more I can cheaply. make it. And also what it is, is it actually can be packaged, as you can see, here it's a small little box a great little present it's under a kilogram to ship it around you, you, you the country. seem um, a bit obsessed with clotheslines and rain Colin well that's that's one <laughs> do product. you end up doing a lot of the washing and uh, all that uh, well, well, I, I'll have to talk to Jenny about that at home but uh, no it's uh, no I've actually to be honest like since we last met like I do a lot of different products and uh, designing develop pro- products to solve people's problems and that's where we led to the second product which was roll air and so the reason that roll air came about I was traveling through Asia coming back from Hong Kong and uh, Jenny, my partner, she just bought a suitcase. We were, go- we we're going down the steps of the hotel. The wheels break. It happens all the time. Those caster wheels, they're always breaking. They're clanging. They're, they're rattling around. Any cobble streets, they... they and, so, and that that was another product that, that was you product brought that, on with so you as well. Was, yeah. But, that, but, but what yeah. about... Where do, where do all these inventions come from? Were you always interested in inventing? Yeah, so like I'd say probably since... <laughs> the, I remember when I was very young, I was um, I would have taken apart the old video recorder, the VCR at home. So I would have been like, say, three, four. I'd take things apart. I'd never put them back together. I'd make them into something else. So I would have been, 
I'd find a radio, I might take it apart, I might get, I wouldn't have gotten in trouble, I was, I was let, a bit of free reign. So I would have been making things, designing stuff and like I, w- I was that kid that would have brought him into primary school and showed him to the teacher. Do you remember the first thing you invented? Um, well, I remember a bit later, I remember my dad said I wasn't allowed to have a motorbike. So then I decided to, I, I cut up an old wheelbarrow, I got the front of a BMX, I welded it together and I took a, a cement mixer engine, put it on it and I, that was my way of getting around. This is one of like, these moments where I say, we don't recommend you try this Oh yes, home Oh yes, yourself. definitely don't try this at home. So yeah, like this was Did back, it work? Oh, it worked. I drove, I, I, well, I probably shouldn't say it now, but I drove it around Mead when I was a teenager for, for, for a good while and then... I progressed, I put the same cement mixer engine, I made a go-kart as well. They were all wheelbarrow wheels. And you, so weren't, you weren't stopped by the guards driving I a cement mixer I was once outside a friend of mine, he might be listening, I stopped once outside his house and uh, it was country roads and the, the guards just drove by. And though they actually stopped, they said they thought I was just sitting there with it. They didn't catch me driving it, so... It wasn't moving at the time. It wasn't moving at the time. The vehicle was stationary, so there was no issue there. But uh, yeah, so... I, yeah. what about in school then? Were, yeah. What were the subjects you were interested in? What, 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 what did you want to do career so what I was thinking was in school, like the only thing I could think that was like applicable was kind of physics. So I didn't really, I didn't really excel until I went to college. Like I really loved college. Um, so I done my um, certificate and diploma on Dock, my degree in Bolton Street, and I really liked. I really loved engin- mechanical engineering, and that was that's one of the best good for an inventor. Yeah, it's very good because so broad spectrum. So like. If you see the products here today, you can do like like the mechanical engineering, the electronics we had in the bike alarm, all the different things you have. So and you found that really useful. It wasn't a case of um, you were frustrated by the, the mathematics and the theoretical background. You just wanted to be more hands on. Exactly. You, you, you know, what was that the case? Or, or 100%. Have, have like I would have excelled more in the projects in college. I love that. The maths, yeah, the maths was difficult. You, you get around it, but... Um, I love the engineering and the and the uh, design development and what you can make out of. So I really pushed that end of it in college. And then when I got out of college, like I got great opportunities with that the engineering career. So I would have went to Australia. I was designing submarines and parts for submarines um, for, for a company out there. Then um, in Essex in the UK, I was doing medical devices for, it was actually for um, cancer of the colon. We were designing these little um, pumps to basically for removing cancer in the colon. So it's that kind of from submarines to medical devices to high volume consumer products. So I spent like a good few years designing products for the people. But it was in the last few years, I said, you know what, I'm going to do my own products and get them out there. And um, so with the back of the idea for Rollair and it's R-O-L-L-A-E-R. Yes, you're getting, you're getting yeah, the full spelling in. and everything. Don't worry, you've got it Just in, the spell, No, because the spelling is it's R-O-L-L-A-E-R, like Aer Lingus, Rollair.com. That, so make sure one. I get that in. <laughs> the, um, where do you get your ideas from? I mean, uh, you mentioned about, you know, the clothesline yeah. and your, your mother and so yeah. forth was on about something for clothes. But where, where, where what inspires I, you? I'm totally honest, right? So, like, the idea for Peggy Rain was a mam's idea. The suitcase was, but that was, like, the suitcase was a problem I seen. That took ages, really. So, what I actually find is genuinely, when I'm more relaxed, if I'm either out surfing or out swimming, I tend to go swimming every day in the sea in Dublin Bay. But, it's really when I'm when I'm not like on my laptop, I'm not trying to push an idea. It's generally when you're either, I find when I'm, say if I went out to the hinge and I'm out surfing and I'm out the back behind the wave, I'm not actually catching a wave, I'm just relaxing. That's where you've no phone, no one annoying you. And then you go, bang, you've got, that's how I can do that. So it's really in those relaxing moments. And it's also, I find um, sometimes it's like an itch you're scratching. So like with the suitcase, that was like bugging me for weeks. 
and I just said right the problem was the problem was bugging me and, and then it got to a stage on the Friday evening and I think at the house to myself so I said you know what I'm just going to go ahead and build it so I modified an old suitcase I had I 3D printed up the roll the roller parts I then built it I took it to Dublin airport just to cage the reaction and the first thing I got was there was a, a few ladies heading off to New York they were going shopping and they were saying they go up and down Manhattan with the suitcases and she stopped me and says where did you get that case the wheels are always breaking in our suitcase so I said it's the only one I have so then I said right and another guy I worked with as well I said I went back to his house I said I think we're on to something and then we we, we just said right let's let's get into it properly One of the things that I learned from watching people go into Dragon's Den over a number of seasons and several years was that many people believe that the idea is what's going to make you rich or the idea is 90% of Mm. what it takes to make you rich No It doesn't really work out No no it's it's all about and I'll be honest I, I I think it's, I wouldn't say stubbornness, but I, I think it's like you need to have a good bit of tenacity. If you know you've got a good idea, you have to follow through. You've got to get loads of like kickback and stuff. But I think it's really, and especially in engineering, it's sometimes good to bounce it off other people. So if you're a little bit insular, yes, you can develop the idea to a certain point, but then take it out there. Don't be worried about too much of it. I know people worry about patents and stuff, but like I just took it to the airport, got feedback. Um, at the time, I had another feature on it that I didn't actually need. But if you, if, if you really wanted to... Mm get rich Colin yeah. and I'm not saying you don't yeah. but if you really did yeah. there'd be easier ways of setting up a business where yeah. I'm going to buy this and I'm going to sell it for the same price plus 10% yeah, and no, I'm going to no, make I, money I, yeah. inventing I love is it. a tough way no, to do I, it if, you know, that's the other thing as well sorry I say you need to be stubborn but if you don't love it it can be difficult I genuinely love it like I I love nothing more than being left alone just with my ideas and prototyping it could be a Sunday night it could be a Monday morning and a half four you know I just I love what I do so I suppose you have to love it because if you don't love it you're gonna you're gonna get just you know despondent and and move on so um but there's yeah there's huge opportunity because I think there's an opportunity to make people's lives easier as well like you can invent a new product you can actually put in the hands of people especially like with with Peggy Rain and with Rollair and they they actually see the suitcase or they see the clothesline they go well actually that's a good product the amount of people that have stopped me in the last two days saying the wheels have broken in my suitcase and you know it's it's like a really good solution so Well we're, we're, we're talking to Colin O'Brien the inventor and we're asking people for invention ideas which they might be willing to, to part with <laughs> in order to win a weekend in uh, County Cavan and Farnham yeah. but lots of really interesting ones loads of them coming in a freeze spray for dog dirt that will help you pick it up easily a quick a quick clean for the toilet using hot water and an environmental friendly cleaner a tablet that's the equivalent of drinking two litres of water you haven't come up with any of those they might sound like they could work no there is a few things there that there's probably it's funny sometimes out in Asia you might you might you might find some things that are in development that might come this way as well so yeah you could the experience of going on Dragon's Den, how did that come about? Oh, yes. Yeah. So what we did was uh, we, had a, we had PeggyRain.com and we had a video out on our TikTok and I, it kind of went semi-viral. We we're getting loads of sales. But what happened was um, it's got a, we got a message. So um, was it, I think Zoe got it. Um, Zoe helped us with the social media and we got a message off the BBC and they said, do you want to come on Dragon's Den? I said, yes, of course. So they contacted you. Contacted you. They you contacted contact me, them. yeah, because we kind of went viral because it was raining a lot. I think whatever month it was, it was raining a lot in the UK and here. And then the, the video went viral for Peggy Rain. And then they contacted me. We'd done the due diligence and we had, we had the roll air. Like the roll air is now available. So at the time we were just, it was just get coming into the show. And when you're in there yeah. and the dragons are showing interest one of yeah. them or two of them or whatever it is yeah. and then you get an offer yeah. um, 
are you thinking to yourself and weighing that up? The publicity that I'll get from this and the backing from that dragon, I don't really care what sort of equity or what sort of deal we get because I'll just benefit from this anyway? Yep. Or are you thinking, no, this is my idea. I want to value it. I want to try and hammer the dragon down. I'll on be the honest, there was actually a third option there. So the best thing, I, the best benefit I had, so we went into Dragon's Den. We were in, I was in it like um, from half 11 till half 12 or but an hour and 10 minutes. I then met with him again at lunchtime and I was actually in Manchester and I was hoping to go for a couple of pints afterwards that evening, but it wasn't. I was on the phone to the to the factories at five o'clock the next morning. So that really, for us, it was getting really good, high quality factories that could produce the products and we could ship them back to Europe. And you that wanted was, to move very quickly on it. Exactly. How, how have sales gone since in the last two days? Unbelievable. So with, with Peggy Rain, we still have a few left. Peggy Rain... There's always a few left. There's a, there's a, there's a few left, but there's not too many. So if you go to... Uh, P-E-G-G-Y-R-A-I-N PeggyRain.com But how many have you sold, would you say? Oh, we've sold... Um, we had 2,000. I think there's probably... There could be about 400 left, that kind of range. And what about the suitcase? Have you the sold many? The suitcases in the UK, we've um, we've actually done quite well. We've we've probably have around a container load uh, sold in the UK. In two days? Yeah. And we've we've a number coming back here as well. So if you go to Rollair, R-O-L-L-A-E-R.com... Yeah, we, we, we got that one. <laughs> and if you'd one piece of advice, Colin, for someone who is interested in inventing, maybe maybe a kid, maybe a teenager, well, yeah, somebody, I, what piece honest, of advice would you give them? Well, I, I was actually doing a bit of teaching in engineer entrepreneurship up in the dock. And the advice I gave to the students is, if you're inventing, I, I said the one thing you have to do is try and communicate as well. Like you could be an engineer, there's some brilliant engineers and communication is a really good skill to have because if you can, even if you can't develop it yourself, you can communicate to somebody else and get them the buy-in. So if you don't have the ability to do the engineering, you might know an engineer and you could convince him or her to do it. And I think that's very good and also stubbornness and passion. And have you come up with more ideas do, on the yeah, surfboard? Yeah. You have more. Well, do you know what? See the see the see the orange suit. This orange, this one here. That was actually the color of a surfboard I was on in Portugal, and I actually I sent that by WeChat back to the factory. <laughs> you're you're far you're far from over, and you've got lots more to do. Loads, Colin yeah, O'Brien, yeah. thank you very much for joining Thanks us on the million. program. The best.